Hello, welcome back to another episode of Hella Relatable. Y'all know the vibes over here. We get relatable, we get vulnerable, so we can grow and so we can thrive. Y'all know what's up over here on this side of town. I just want to start off by saying happy January. Obviously, it's still the beginning of 2023, so I hope that this month is serving you all well so far. If not, I hope that it begins to start well for you soon. So yeah, I'm going to be real honest with y'all. I pulled this episode out of my ass, so we just going to see how it goes. So with that being said, I'm not going to hold y'all up any longer, so let's get into it. So with this being the new year, it is 2023 and I feel like, well, you know, it really wasn't inspired by the new year because like I said, I pulled this episode out my ass, Um, but I had a really insightful conversation with my cousin and my friend last night about accountability and you know, choosing to be accountable. And so based off of that conversation, I was inspired by it to create an episode about self-accountability because I feel that it definitely ties into self-improvement. So let's get started. Shall we? We shall. So with context, what is accountability? With this episode in particular, I wanted to give a clear definition on what accountability is for those who may not know what accountability is. And just for the sake of the podcast episode, I feel like the definition itself really lays out the conversation and it just gives us context. So what is accountability? So accountability, I looked up the definition on Oxford and it is defined as of a person, organization, or institution required or respected to justify actions or decisions in semicolon responsibility. So based off of that, you know, of course I do like my own definitions based off of experience. So Let's get into my definition of accountability. So my definition of accountability is just a subconscious decision in response to an external experience. And that plays into accountability, whether there is accountability or the lack thereof. Something else that I want to keep in mind in terms of talking about accountability is because I know that in the definition, it said that accountability is responsibility, which in a sense, they are similar, but they're also really different. And so the reason why I say that this is also based off of a source, which is through, um, culture partners. So shout out to them. But something that they said, I'm going to just paraphrase what they said is that accountability is more so of the thought, um, but responsibility is the action of your accountability. So really like accountability is like saying what you're going to do and responsibility is doing that. Like you have to have that accountability in order to take responsibility. And so I feel that accountability and responsibility do in a sense are similar but they're not the same i feel like you in order for responsibility to take place you have to have accountability now we're going to talk about self-accountability so 
Based off of cross-knowledge, they define self-accountability as an obligation or willingness to accept responsibility or to account for one's actions. So, of course, y'all know I have to do my own definition. And so my own definition of self-accountability is simply being your own friend and looking out for yourself. Now that we have given context, we are talking about self-accountability. January really is just the month of I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. You know, resolutions all the way through when talking about these resolutions, we do them. But in order for you to do them, you have to take accountability and that's followed by being responsible for how you're going to execute these resolutions. And so with it being, again, the spirit of New Year's resolutions and all that, that's fine. But I think it's important that in order for you to follow through with those resolutions, that you are holding yourself accountable to make that happen. You can't just say them and not have a change in action or a change in behavior and keep up with that behavior within yourself in order for that to be fully executed. So that is why we are going to talk about self-accountability. Oh my God, I'm so happy about this because I really did not think about talking about this. So we're going to get into it. Okay, so... Obviously, with the given context, let's talk about it. So why is self-accountability important and necessary? Self-accountability is necessary because how do you grow without holding yourself accountable? I feel like holding yourself accountable is like a follow-up with yourself. Like it's really just checking in with yourself of like, what can I do better at? What can I not do better at? Or what have I done and how can I change this? Or what did I do in this situation? And and how did I do well in it? How did I, how can I improve in it? And so it's really like, I feel like self-accountability ties into giving yourself feedback in a way that's not so self-sabotaging but also not toxic positivity you feel me I feel that it's just you being real with yourself about like your own actions and your own behaviors and how you're either going to continue to do those behaviors because it benefits you or And so when you are thinking about self-accountability and why it's necessary, it's really just you checking in with yourself. Because at the end of the day, when you're going through life and doing the things that you're doing, how are you able to elevate in certain spaces with certain people? How are you supposed to connect with people on a different level if you're not holding yourself accountable for your actions and your behaviors? And holding yourself accountable can look like so many different ways and can be shown in different ways, not just of what you say to people and how you treat people, but also how you treat yourself, your habits, like your daily habits, the things that you want to change. For example, like some of y'all's resolutions might be, I want to lose weight. I'm not saying that that's a bad resolution. That's a wonderful resolution to like want better for your health. But how are you holding yourself accountable to make that happen? So With this example, I think what makes self-accountability necessary is that it allows you to create a plan for yourself to get on the track that you desire to be on. Because with self-accountability, you are basically saying, okay, well, I need to lose 10 pounds. How do you make that happen? 
it's obviously followed up with action, but how do you make action happen? You have to have a plan because a thought can turn into a plan. So you have to have a plan of like, okay, well, what makes you lose weight? You burn calories. How do you burn calories? You gotta exercise. How can I exercise? I can go to the gym. How do I go to the gym? I can find a local gym and buy a membership. So you see there's step-by-steps. And then it's like, okay, once you buy the membership, going one time isn't going to make you lose the 10 pounds. So what do you have to do? You have to follow up. Oh, so, okay, I'm gonna go to the gym this day. How am I gonna go the next day? And the next day after that, when am I gonna go to the gym? And what am I going to do at the gym to make this happen? This all ties into goals and all that, but like you have to hold yourself accountable because at the end of the day, the 10 pounds ain't going to lose itself unless you decide to have an active plan with yourself to make that happen because along with self-accountability comes consistency. So like not only are you just being responsible and taking plans with yourself, but you're also being consistent with those plans because again, it doesn't just happen overnight. Change just doesn't happen overnight. And I mean, that's just uh, that's just one example of like a form of self-accountability because it could be the gym. It could be um, you want to read more books. It could be you want to start a business. It could be, oh, I want to get closer to my partner and I want to be more intimate with my with my partner in that way. Like, what are you doing actively to make that happen. It's a plan and consistency that has to happen. And that's necessary because it forces you to create a plan for yourself so that you can make those things happen. And so internally it's necessary because you have these thoughts in your mind and you're you're starting to understand more about yourself and where you're at and where you desire to be and what you need to do in order to get to where where you desire to be from where you're at right now. Externally, it's about following through with those plans and literally just doing it, applying it. So externally is when the responsibility comes in. I hope that makes sense. I feel like I was like talking in circles and talking kind of pretty sporadic with that question, but I hope that it makes sense. (laughs) How does self-accountability tie into self-improvement? Again, you are taking active steps to change something to make something else happen. But I feel like we don't often talk about self-accountability because oftentimes you hear a lot of people say self-criticism or I gotta do this or I gotta do that. I feel like self-accountability allows you to be graceful with yourself while also still being real with yourself about what you need to improve on and what you can do better at. I feel like saying self-accountability allows you to really own up to who you are right now without being so hard on yourself and truly accepting yourself for who you are right now. Like I think the biggest thing about self-accountability as opposed to self-criticism is that you are being graceful with yourself and you are more accepting. I feel like the, the key thing is acceptance, that when we're talking about 
self-accountability because like I said a lot of the times when we want to do things for ourselves we tend to be more critical rather than more accountable for ourselves and I feel like the difference is when you're critical to yourself rather than accountable for yourself you are working against yourself I hope you following me. I'm going to repeat that again. When you are critical to yourself, rather than being accountable for yourself, you are against yourself. Self-accountability allows you, going back to my definition, it allows you to be your own friend. When you hold your friends accountable, you come to them respectfully and with grace and with love. If you can talk to your friends in a way of like, well, girl, I feel like in this way, like there were certain things that you could have done better in that. And there's here's ways to do that. You know, like a lot of us talk to our friends like that, or at least I would hope so. If you can talk like that to your friend, why can't you talk like that to yourself? You shouldn't talk to yourself, you know, when you mess up on something of like, you stupid bitch. Like <laughs> You shouldn't talk about yourself like that because then that's what you're going to believe and that's how you're going to act like a stupid bitch because that's what you believe about yourself you want to come to yourself with love and I feel like that's another thing that makes a self-accountability tie into self-improvement because you're coming to yourself with love love for like understanding that you are a human and you make mistakes but this is the time for me to change these things and these actions about myself so that I don't make the same mistakes over and over and over again because I know better so I'm going to do better it's rooted in love for yourself and just desiring more for yourself and desiring growth for yourself and acting on that growth it's not so critical it's really rooted in love. I feel like self-accountability is rooted in love because it's rooted in a sense of like, just again, like repeating what I just said, wanting more for yourself. The same way how you would want more for your friends. And obviously when I say this, it's not giving unsolicited advice because that's completely different, but just noticing something that your friend can improve on. The way how you are with your friends in terms of holding your friends accountable is the same way how you should be with yourself. Because if you can give that love to other people, there's no reason why you don't deserve that either. So be kind to yourself in the process of it. When you hold yourself accountable, you don't talk to yourself crazy because you're aware. And again, it's not dismissing or it's not going on this whole rampage of just toxic positivity and an ego trip. Because that's different for another, that's a conversation for another day. But it's really just being honest with yourself of like, okay, well, this is what I'm doing right now. How can I fix this? Or how can I improve in this? Because accountability isn't just like fixing the things that you want to improve on, but it's also holding yourself accountable to continue to do the things that you strengthen in and what you're, what you're good at, you know, what you're skilled at. You know, accountability is really just, holding yourself up to do the best that you can and to continue to do better moving forward. So that's what self-accountability is. If it ain't rooted in love, it ain't self-accountability. It's self-criticism. Don't work against yourself. Work for yourself. Yo, so we are back. So with these personal questions, obviously, we've been talking about self-accountability. So I'm going to talk about a personal time where I have learned. And from that time, I am still learning how to hold myself accountable with my own actions and my own behaviors with myself. 
So explain the time I had to hold myself accountable, child. So I feel like (laughs) self-accountability, obviously like you have to hold yourself accountable, but I feel that oftentimes you really don't realize where you need to hold yourself accountable until you have conversations with other people and not just from conversations with other people, but also just stepping outside of yourself and seeing things for the bigger picture of things rather than just seeing things from your own perspective. Because if you live in your head all the time and if you approach things just from a sense of how you would do it or how you see the world, Like you're not really considering the reality of the situation because the reality is in this world, you are not the only one that exists here. There are other people that are existing at the same time, simultaneously, the same way how you are existing. So thinking about that also is reflective of how you should be mindful about how you are holding yourself accountable. That's my personal opinion, but again, to each their own. But talking about my personal experience, finally. So I had a time, right, uh, last year, I had a conversation with a friend at the time. So it was one of those experiences where something happened, I reacted, And that person found fault in my reaction rather than what they did. Let me just say something. If somebody finds fault in your reaction to something they did rather than what they did, that is called manipulation. In past experiences and past interactions with people, when people got me fucked up, I'm ready to fuck some shit up. Now I've grown a lot. But that's where my mindset was at that time because I was so fed up with this person and the things that they were doing that I was like, nah, fuck whatever you got to say. I'm going to say what I need to say because you need to hear it and you're going to get this. I want to listen to respond. I don't want to hear what you got to say. I'm mad. So I'm going to light that ass up. Okay. And so when I'm angry, I am someone who's really reactive. I mean, a lot of us are. But in order for us to really move forward with people and connections and just to be productive with conflict, we have to be proactive rather than reactive. Because if you dare to be reactive, you're really not resolution oriented. You feel me? And so to wrap that up in that situation, I had to learn for myself that I have let my emotions control how I respond to people a lot. And even though I felt in that moment it was necessary to happen, I didn't want to continue doing that because one, not everyone is deserving of a reaction. And two, letting your emotions control you is really dangerous because you can do things and say things towards people that you don't even mean and may not even want to do because that's not you doing that. That's not you doing the talking. It's your emotions doing the talking, which means you don't have control over a situation and how you handle it. And that can be really dangerous. To wrap that up, in order for me to really hold myself accountable in that, in that space, I had to recognize first 
what was going on. And to answer this next question about what were the challenges that came with that, the biggest challenge for me in terms of like holding myself accountable at that moment was accepting something that I didn't want to believe about myself. <laughs> and in that moment, I didn't want to believe that I'm a reactive person. But going back to what I was saying earlier, like you recognize things about yourself externally from people and external environments. The reason how I recognized that I am reactive is because not only did I have to like step outside of myself, but the people who were around me and who had heard the conversation, who are rooting for me, had to tell me like, Tabitha, you need to get out your feelings. <laughs> and she didn't say that in a way of like, you can't feel your feelings or anything, but she was basically saying like, you can't wear your emotions on your sleeve and let that be the indicator of how you handle a certain situation. And so hearing that pierced my ego a lot because I didn't want to believe that I was just some sensitive person that just lets their feelings control them because in that that mindset made me feel like at that time that me doing that makes me a bad person. And it did something to my ego. It hurt my ego for somebody to tell me that I am reactive. And for me to accept that, that was hurtful to do that because I didn't want to believe that I was reactive because I always thought that being reactive made you bad. And like I said, and I, I thought it also made you childish. That's why I'm saying it made me bad because I thought that being reactive makes me childish and then being childish is a bad thing because I don't like immaturity. So it's a projection obviously, but like having to own up to that and be like, oh my gosh, I'm reactive, which means I'm childish. And because I'm childish, that means I'm bad. That did something to my ego and made me feel bad of myself. And that was the challenge of accepting that because I didn't want to accept that. But then I had to realize that me thinking that being reactive is being childish and being bad was a projection of how I thought about that within myself. And like I said, with, again, like I've worked with kids, so I know that kids are like hella reactive. And so obviously like when adults are reactive, the same way how kids are like, you're acting like a child, you know? And in that moment, I mean, fairly, I can say that that was childish, you know, to be reactive in that sense, you know, but I didn't want to say that I was being childish because being childish makes me feel like I'm not grown and that I'm not living up to who I'm supposed to be because I'm a grown woman. And when you're being childish, you're not living up to that grown woman vibe that you think that you are. At least, again, that's me speaking out loud, but that's what I felt. And so acknowledging that was really difficult because I didn't want to think badly about myself. But what I had to do was separate my actions from like it being good or bad. Because at the end of the day, like there's really no such thing as a good person or a bad person. We're all just people that are just existing. We all do good and we all do evil. Like that's just what it is. But it's about acknowledging it and being aware of it so that you can manage it when you are talking to other people and also and most importantly how you are talking to yourself and how you're navigating your own life because this about yourself and like are you going to keep doing this and in continuing these actions that you are doing right now does it help you grow or does it hinder it that was like my biggest challenge was like accepting that 
But in order for you to move forward and to take responsibility and to take further action on being responsible about what you're doing, you have to accept what's going on. If you don't do that, you're going to be delusional and in denial of what's happening and it will never change. That's insane of you to keep doing the same things and expecting different results. You can't do the same thing and expect different results. You don't change that way. (laughs) You just continue to circle in insanity. Be for real now, okay? So in that moment, what did it teach me? It taught me that I have work to do. (laughs) And there are great things about me, but there's also things that I can improve on. But just because there's things that I need to improve on, that doesn't mean that I'm a bad person because everybody has to improve on something. And at the end of the day, there's always going to be something that I have to improve on because if I continue to grow exponentially, there's always going to be something that needs to change for me to continue to grow. So for me to sit here and act like I got it all figured out when that ain't the case, that's working against me because I'm not allowing myself to grow. I'm not allowing myself to expand. So it taught me that me having these, you know, these responsibilities that I need to do is bigger than my ego. It's about me existing and it's about me growing and evolving in that sense. And It also taught me, again, going back to what I was saying about ego, I had to separate my ego from what's happening. And the thing is, I want to be really clear about the ego real quick, because a lot of us talk about the ego as if it's something that we need to kill or something that we need to get rid of. No, you can't get rid of the ego. The ego is a part of you. We have to manage the ego and not let our egos become so false and so diluted to the point where we are being something other than ourselves. And in order for you to do that, you have to be real with yourself about where you're doing great and where you need to improve. And having a plan of action and being consistent with that plan of action of how you're going to keep improving to evolve and grow into this person that you aspire to be. That's how you hold yourself accountable. Take your ego out of it. Take the, oh, I think this will make me look this way. This will make me look that way. You can't do that because then you're not looking out for yourself. You're going against yourself when you do that. Self-accountability is not fulfilling your ego. It's about fulfilling your growth. But you can't do that if you don't accept what's going on. So you have to accept the change in the responsibility that comes with that. And understanding that responsibility is not just about saying something and being like, okay, I'm going to do this. It's about putting in the work. So when there are situations that come in your life that were really similar to a situation where you messed up on, use that as an opportunity to apply what you learned. Me, for example. After that situation where I did react in that way, there was another situation that came up with somebody that I worked with and they were talking out of the side of their neck to me. Did I want to cuss them the fuck out? Absolutely. But 
I had to remind myself, okay, this is an opportunity to apply what I've learned in the last time to this time. And it's not to say that you're going to be completely perfect the next time, because again, growth happens in increments. It it gradually changes. You just have to keep doing it in order for that change to really change. So be mindful the next time you have an opportunity to change. Be mindful and be present that this is an opportunity. And life is going to keep hitting you with things over and over and over again until you learn your lesson. And then it might keep hitting you like that, but you may not even recognize it as a lesson because it'll just come to you so easily of like, okay, well, I've, I, you know, I, I learned this from this experience. So I got this. You, you don't even think about it at that point. Cause at the end of the day, life is going to keep life in, you know, we all going to have something that's going to remind us or give us an opportunity to change. So you just have to keep on doing that and then pick up on something new once you've gotten the first lesson down that you've learned so with that being said work for yourself and not against yourself and the way how you do that is holding yourself accountable and if you don't hold yourself accountable who gonna do it for you so what you gotta do you gotta do it for yourself per so You know, I didn't do an end of the episode affirmation for the last episode. I'm so sorry. Um, But for this episode, I am going to say I am capable of growing and learning from my mistakes. Making mistakes do not define me, but they transform me. I am okay and I will be okay. Yeah. Drop the mic on them then, Tab. Yep. (laughs) I hope that y'all enjoyed the content and hold yourself accountable this week. Find one thing about yourself this week that you would like to improve on. And while you do that, make a plan, make a, have a plan of action and execute that plan little by little and, and observe the changes that you get from executing that plan that you got. It'll all work out and you will be all right. So let's hold ourselves accountable and be more responsible for our actions. Shall we? We shall. Okay. Peace and love to you all. I hope y'all have a wonderful day, a wonderful week and drink plenty of water. It's dry out here, baby. So get into it. Hydrate yourselves. All right. I'll see y'all next week. Bye.